episode number 24 of the Power 5 Podcast. I'm Kevin Williams. Brant, Christian, and Colin are back this week as we rank our favorite childhood movies. And we're also going to be joined shortly by a special guest this week. Gentlemen, welcome to the show and happy National Camera Day. How about that? Camera Day. National wow. Camera Day. I like it. Yeah. Did you take some pics today? I, I don't think I did, actually. Nah, maybe I'd give me a selfie in a dental Let me get one of you right here. Looking good, bro. Appreciate that. Hey, so how about this, man? We got a little run of guests, right? We had Coach Hines. got one next week. Got got an NFL player next week. And then we got a pretty big fella tonight coming in as as a guest. So on a little little run here of guests, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. We got Brant Vest tonight. Is that a guest? Yes. That's right. Yeah. Absent last week. (laughs) Yes. Hey, good to be on. Appreciate y'all having me. We missed your musk. I feel like we go on these runs where we'll have, you know, several guests in a row and then we'll go on some dry spells and it always works. That's right. Yep, we do. Well, you know, childhood movies tonight. Looking forward to this one for sure, Podfather. Listen, have you ever seen the movie Uncle Buck? Love it. So John Candy and Macaulay Culkin again? I mean, and that was before Home Alone, but still, like, put me in a room with those two guys right now. You can't physically because one's dead, but like, that is me fanboying out. So, Macaulay Culkin, come to the pod, sir. Yeah. You know, I remember specifically speaking of Macaulay Culkin and John Candy, little teaser here Home Alone's not going to be on my list. And, I watch Home Alone more now than I ever did when I was a little kid, I feel like. I do remember having a Christmas program at school, third grade. After the Christmas program, my mom gives me an early dismissal, and we went straight to the movies to see Home Alone. Heck of a memory. Listen, if you didn't attempt to put micro machines on the floor to trip your parents, you you didn't grow up in the in the 80s and 90s, bro. Man, micro machines. Um, <laughs> listen... Let me ask you, though, if holiday movies were on the table, would Home Alone be in your top five? Oh, got to be. Right? Not even Maybe even number one. I actually thought about putting it number one, and then I had my criteria. So, Man, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be in there. You know, maybe once, you know, we get to the holiday season, we'll rank some Christmas movies then. Can't wait. And you know what I also can't wait for is just the streak continuing of Colin not getting a chance to win a game. Hey, this is, a, this is all on Christian's shoulders, isn't it? Haters. I don't read show notes anymore if there were any. I, I think we stopped. Tonight's episode 24. <laughs> so, I don't know. When's the last time we sent a show note out? Probably episode 15. Okay, good. I haven't missed anything. Maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, today in history, y'all interested in this? Yes. 1990. We're recording on June 29th, so quite a ways out from – well, actually, this will – this will drop next week, but 1990, Fernando Valenzuela with a no-no for the Dodgers. I remember him. I that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I've got his rookie card. Yep. Colin, your favorite song debuted back in 1999, LFO's Summer Girls. Man, big fan of that, actually. Sing it, Colin. I mean, that takes me back. Uh, little Ocean Lakes. Ocean Lakes, Abercrombie and Fitch. Yes. Man, the blonde highlights. You have those little tips, frosted tips. That's what they call them. I avoided those, actually. Okay. He didn't need them. He's a strawberry blonde. (laughs) Hey, we've got everybody's 
favorite muscle man, Conan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Conan the Destroyer, not Conan the Barbarian, but Conan the Destroyer debuts in theaters in 1984. Anybody got an Arnold uh, impression? Get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, one of my favorite documentaries is <clears throat> that movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger is is like training to be in Mr. Universe. Y'all know it's called Pumping Iron. Have y'all seen Pumping Iron? So no, it goes to Venice that. Beach. He goes to Venice Beach in the Gold's Gym right there, and he's just jacked, right? He's just a massive human walking muscle. Oh, yeah. So – he walks into the Gold's Gym right there on Venice Beach, and he's kind of strutting around and going up to the front, to the front counter right there. And you got all these big dudes, and they're just jack lifting weights, right? And Arnold puts his elbow on the counter. He's like, "I'm looking for, I'm looking for the place to get the muscle. Is this where you go to get the muscle? Is something like that?" And he's, <laughs> you know, he's just got his arm just stretched out there, just a big old mountain of an arm, but. Yeah, check that out. Dude, Kindergarten Cop, another underrated childhood flick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that one. It's a great movie. Hey, 2002, Nelly, hot in her, number one in the Billboard charts, 2002. As it well should have. Yeah, next year, the 20th anniversary of Hot in Here. I I can't wait to do something for that. It's crazy that that's 19 years old. That's insane. Kids these days don't know what they missed out on with Nelly. Wait, Nelly's a country music artist, right? <laughs> That's maybe the worst thing to ever happen to music history, that crossover. Was it Nelly and Tim McGraw? Tim McGraw over oh. and over again. Oh, it's all in my head. Little, they're little, so, they're so good. Yeah, Florida Georgia Line resurgence oh, with Nelly. That's right. And yeah, now that's he's with nice. Jimmy Allen, too, on some tracks. Oh, boy. So. Oh, boy. I'll tell you this. I'll take Florida Georgia Line over Brantley Gilbert. Yeah, Brantley Gilbert coming to the yeah, Monster as well, Serena. Brantley not, Gilbert's not good. I don't know how he's a he's a thing, really. Hey, really kick the dust up. Man, he <laughs> I mean, he's still rocking the chain wallets. Yeah, not good. The Affliction t-shirts, I think. Yeah, he's like, uh, you know, all these cats out here, you know, your Tyler Childers, your Cody Jenkins. <laughs> It's between Brantley Gilbert or FGL. I'm just listening to the wind blow. I'm just rolling my windows down. Turn the radio. Yeah, just just a man and his thoughts at that point. Yeah, absolutely. What about Luke Bryan? He just keeps putting hits out like there's nobody's tomorrow. I would like to say (laughs) he's getting worse and worse. Closing on the FGL's comments and and bashing here. Pod favorite, pod listener Jonathan Billworth did express his enjoyment of an FGL song recently. Which one? To my disgust. Holy. I believe. Holy. Wow. I what it was, Brent. I thought it was yes. sitting here drinking yeah. beer, think, talking God, amen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even think I've heard holy. Should I give it a listen? Probably not. Okay. All right. <laughs> now let's hear it. Let's hear a review. All right. I'll give it a listen and let you know what I think next time. All right, fellas, we've got another special guest this week, a former elementary teacher and principal, a nominee and winner of several accolades in ed leadership, a guest writer for several publications, the co-founder of Kids Deserve It, a runner of several marathons, 
the author of a book, Run Like a Pirate, among others, a keynote speaker. He hosts two podcasts called the Adam Welcome Podcast and the Principal Crew Podcast. Man, just an absolute rock star in education. We've got Mr. Adam Welcome tonight. Adam, thank you so much for joining us and welcome to the Power 5 Podcast. What's up, y'all? Thanks for having me. Super pumped to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Man, just just excited. Now, you're out on the West Coast, right? I am in California. I live about 30 minutes from San Francisco, about an hour to Sacramento, and then three hours to Lake Tahoe, which is our little familial playground. We like to go in the summer and ski in the winter, but I am all over the country on a weekly basis. Thankfully, now COVID is hopefully behind us and uh, things are opening back up and getting back to how we know it. Yeah, I actually have three podcasts. I think I'm actually going to start a fourth podcast, which we can talk about later, because there is, if you don't, people that are listening, if you don't have a podcast, you are wrong for your business, for your side hustle, for your hobby. If you are a duck hunter, start a duck hunting podcast. I mean, these guys rank things like start. My grandma's got a podcast, you know, talking about pickleball, like, start a podcast. There's just so much, there's so much upside to it from so many different levels. Um, that's my, uh, that's my little caveat right there, but yeah. Adam, man, I appreciate you joining. I, I, uh, in our, our pre-show, I heard some, some y'all in there. Are you originally from California or? Dude, Colin. So I am born and raised Californian. I actually went to a, I went to a pioneer cemetery today I have relatives that came here from Iowa in 1850. So I'm of like a sixth generation Californian, but I've traveled so much. I have just picked up the y'all. I don't like saying, Hey guys, cause you know, there's females in the crowd. I just, it's not as inclusive. It's just kind of, but y'all just works like, Hey, you all. And I just, I kind of roll out the y'all. So I like yeah, it. no, I'm born and bred Californian. <laughs> Love it. It's awesome. Adam, uh, you know, I, I consider myself somebody who loves California, love shows like Laguna Beach, The Hills, a big USC Trojans fan fight on. But at, what about California? What do you love about it, man? Like what makes it your home and the place where you you love to stay? So, I mean, being born here where I live, I'm 30 minutes from San Francisco. So we have amazing beaches so I can get to the beach in 30 minutes. And then in three hours, I can get to the mountains in Lake Tahoe, where my family um, has a family house and we're able to go. We ski. So you can get to the snow in three hours. And then in an hour and some change, you can get to Napa and wine country and some of the best wine in the world. Real estate is obnoxiously expensive. But, you know, then you want if you want Disneyland, that's like a nine hour drive to Southern California. There's just there's just so much so much to do and just diversity and outdoor activities. We're just really, really big outdoor family. And the weather's amazing when it's cold and icy in Illinois and Chicago in November, it it can be 75 degrees in California. So you can't, you can't really complain with that. I like that. Is it hot out there right now? I saw the West is is kind of steamy out there. Are you guys getting hit with that or are y'all in a bubble? We're We're still 75. 
No, it was like 85 today, but it's not humid. So we have Got a dry it. heat. Like we had some cousins. My mom had some cousins in yesterday from Illinois and they're like, it's hot, but it's not that sticky where like you feel like you got sandpaper or sawdust in your mouth and you get out of a cold shower and you're already sweating. I mean, you're like, y'all know what I'm talking about. You mean here humidity. in South Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and you lose like 10 pounds a day in water weight. We don't have that in California. So it's, it's a dry heat, which is kind of nice. I like it. I like it. I love the area that you're from. I've said it before. Like if I didn't have any family in South Carolina, just that Northern California Bay area, man, love it. I love Tahoe. The coolest thing I remember about San Francisco when my wife and I went before we had kids was Mirror Woods. I loved going into Mirror Woods and just seeing some of those unbelievable trees, man. Just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Mirror Woods, if, when, if, and when anybody comes to San Francisco, you know, there's Alcatraz, there's Golden Gate Bridge, there's tons of different historic, you go, go see a, go see a Giants baseball game, go, go, go see the Warriors play, go see Steph Curry hoop it up. But literally 30 minutes outside of San Francisco, there are thousand year old redwood trees and the trees are so big that you can't see the top. And like, if all five of us were there and we had our arms out and we were like holding hands, we couldn't stretch ourselves around the tree. And I think like that, that nature is so amazing because it makes us feel like, wow, like nature is powerful, just, just so very powerful. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool sightseeing. It's, it's like a nice medium sized city, I would say. <laughs> medium sized. I like that. Uh, you would, you would call Greenville tiny then, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, compared to like, you know, New sure, York sure. or Paris or Barcelona, I mean like other big cities sure. or Los Angeles. Uh, if you come to California, don't go to Los Angeles. I mean, you can go to Disneyland Preach. and Legoland with your kids, but I mean, it's just, yeah, come to Northern California. There's just so much more to do. You can get to Oregon in literally eight hours. I mean, there's a lot of different things, which is, which is cool. If you want to gamble, you can go to Lake Tahoe because half the lake is in California. Half the lake is in Nevada. You, you can go gamble. So you can golf. There's some, I, I feel like I'm a, I need a podcast. Like yeah. why you I'm the San Fran. Visit. I mean, <laughs> hey, come on. Right now. now Brant's a SoCal boy. Brant's a SoCal boy. He likes, he likes San Diego. Yeah, well, I, I like the area around Northern California too. Not so much the city of San Francisco, but all the all the area around it, I loved. Mm -hmm. Adam, what's the music scene like there? I mean, I'm a big alternative indie kind of guy, and I feel like you know Charlotte, Atlanta is kind of all we have. Not a lot local. Uh, what kind of music are you into? And you know, what are the venues like out there? Is that pretty big to you? Yeah. So the Greek theater in Berkeley, it's right yeah. next to the Cal Berkeley campus. I mean, I've seen, I've seen John Mayer. I've seen, I've seen Willie Nelson, who was my favorite artist of <laughs> wow. all time. Talk about an old timer just rolls up. About that? He's like, Hey, what's up? I'm Willie Nelson. It just like starts going <laughs> Jack, yes. Jack Johnston. Oh yeah. Uh, so a lot of great news. Uh, Yoshi's is one of my favorite spots. They have blues. It's more of like a jazz club, but they'll get some people in there playing blues, like some harmonica blues, the kind of blues that you can just like feel it in your heart, like, like yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah, there's a ton, a ton of good spots. I feel like we have, you know, I have an eight and a 10 year old and I don't know how y'all are, but I haven't been to a, like a real concert, like in 10 years when you have kids, I mean, you have, but then it's like, you get a babysitter and you go and then you just come home and you don't, you just go with your, with your spouse, not with friends. Cause it's so hard to get other babysitters. So, uh, you know, we're kind of on a hiatus. The kids are getting old enough where they can stay at home and, or we can bring them. But, um, yeah, I don't think we have like the indie punk rock. Sorry to, sorry to say, but there's definitely oh, fine. Uh, definitely, definitely. I was going to say, if, if you got the Jonas brothers, does that count? I'll come out there. 
Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, y- y'all can edit that out if you want to. That's up to you. <laughs> oh, listen. Death Cab yeah, for love, Cutie. The, That's uh, not going to be the Willie last Nelson one. Call, Willie Nelson, one of the greatest uh, songwriters of all time, man. He's just Such he's a, my favorite of all time. He's, I mean, he's a great. Yeah. He is a great. Yeah. If I was like on an island and I only have one album greatest hits on my phone, I would like I would choose Willie Nelson. Love sure. that. Love Mark that. the That's tape. Cool. Hey, well, yeah. you know, tonight we're ranking childhood movies and obviously you've shared some of those memories and just some of the just that connection with your home turf in, in northern california but you know you're also really really connected with with your profession and your job and and just being in education and i can certainly i understand that whole mindset of of being an educator loving public school the school system teachers uh kids in general just the importance of education and Listening to some of your podcasts, and I didn't mean to sell you short earlier on two versus three, but you are busy, man. You you have done a lot in the ed leadership space. You travel a lot or have been traveling, getting it back started, like you said. But man, you run marathons, you write books, you do all of this stuff. And you know what motivates you to do those types of things, those hard, difficult things? And, and, and why do you pursue those things? Yeah, that's a really good question. And uh, I think my, my nickname as a kid when I played Little League Baseball was Mr. Excitement. And I was always just trying to, I was always trying to just look to see what was next and how much we could do. My, my, my dad passed away about 10 years ago from cancer and he was the teacher also. He taught second grade for 35 years. And, you know, while he was sick and during all his treatment and then finally when, when he passed, and not necessarily then, before then, kind of leading up to that, I, I just felt like this is this is not my practice life. Like this is it, and I want to, I want to do as much as I can and put out as much as I can and connect with as many people as I can and have as many experiences. And I've traveled all over the world in Europe and South America and just see and hear and taste. And I also am a firm believer in when you do something that is hard, it's only hard until you do it. And usually it's your brain telling you, oh, I can't. And my, my Kevin, you brought up uh, marathons. I've run 30 marathons. And my first marathon I ever ran, a friend of mine was like, hey, you know, let's go do a marathon. And I was like, all right. And I think that there's one in two weeks, he said. And I was like, two weeks. I'm like, how long was the marathon? He's like, oh, 26 miles. I'm like, all right. So I trained like twice. My longest run ever was nine miles two days before the marathon. He's like, I'm not going, I'm not ready. I'm like, bro, you're not ready. I'm not ready. So I go by myself up to Sacramento and I ran my first marathon ever with only nine miles ever had the longest run I'd ever done. And that was like a week before. And after that experience, and that was like 15 years ago, it really reminded me that so much of what is stopping us is us. And it's in our brain and it's us telling us some excuse of why yes and why no and i'm too old or big or slow or why we're i I have a full-time job and i have kids and like yeah you know what everybody does like i was just telling you about like today i went to a, a pioneer cemetery i have this great 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 aunt who came from iowa with her husband and three kids in colorado her husband died on the trail to california they buried her husband on the side of the trail. And then she kept coming to California and had a full life. Like, Oh my God, like we don't know anything about struggle and hardship. Um, you know, like it's a bad day if my air conditioning is not working or there's a long line at Starbucks or my Frappuccino is back ordered. If it's working out or if it's doing things for 
professional or personal or side hustle. It's just all choices of what we do with our time. There's a lot that I don't do so I can do what I do do. Like I don't watch Netflix. I, I couldn't tell you anything about any shows that are on anything because I do other things. And hopefully when I'm 70, 80 and 90, I'm going to look back and I'm not going to feel regret that I didn't know who's on season 35 of The Bachelor because it doesn't really matter to me. I heard that, man. I, I saw Colin messing with his phone right now. I'm pretty sure you just inspired Colin to buy his first Peloton. Oh yeah. Let's do it, Colin. <laughs> I'll train you up for a marathon. That was about two weeks ago, Kevin. Oh, uh, my bad. My bad. I'm two yeah. weeks late. Adam, <laughs> I'm just happy that you hated on The Bachelor because I also hate The Bachelor. I've never run a marathon, but if we can agree on hating The Bachelor, then I'll see you when, when you're 70, man. I'll be there with you. <laughs> I love the 70. conviction though, man. I love the conviction from that. You said it. There's always an excuse. There's always a reason not to do something. But golly, I love the line. This is not a practice life. This is our life, right? You got one shot at it. So, man, what a that, that'll stick with me. So I appreciate that response. You know, as we transition, I know you just said that you don't watch shows anymore. But man, hopefully growing up, you had a couple movies that you really enjoyed when you were a kid. But before we get to our movies, Adam, I want to do a quick lightning round with you. I've got, I don't know, 12 or 13 different items I'm going to throw your way. And I just want you to give me your first response. Like, don't even think about it. Just go with it. Okay, you ready? Let's do it. All right, here we go. Who's your favorite Twitter follow? That I follow or follows me? That you follow. My favorite Twitter follow at K Williams 6405. Everybody listening should go follow him right now. And my second favorite, which is brand new, is Colin Thompson 87. Um, if you need an investment strategy, uh, retirement, uh, SEP IRA, 529, 403B, you name it, uh, hit those, hit, hit him up. Like a boss. All right. What's your favorite book? My favorite book is called Closer to the Ground. It's about a man who uh, fished with his kids and just did like adventures for an entire year. And he wrote about it. And it's just a, it's a good reminder to spend time with kids because that time is a uh, finite until they go off to college and start their lives. What's your favorite team? The San Francisco Giants because Buster Posey's the boss. <laughs> he is a boss. All right. What's your favorite food? My favorite food is, uh, I, I, I could eat salad every day. I just love salad. Right. Maybe that's because I'm from California. Hey, fair enough. Know. Fair enough. Who's got the best looking NFL helmet? Uh, oh my God. I haven't watched an NFL football game in like 15 years. I, you got to uh, say the, the 49ers, I guess. The San Francisco 49ers. Cause I, uh, I have actually, I have candlestick seats in my backyard from where the Giants and the 49ers used to play and they tore the stadium down and I bought two seats because I grew up going to um going to going to Giants games. More of a baseball awesome. fan than a football fan. Yeah. Love it. What's your favorite Pearl Jam song? Ooh, um, I would say Just Breathe. It's more of an Eddie Vedder song, but he's connected to Pearl Jam. Just Breathe is a kind of like the song that my wife and I uh, took as our song when we were dating. Hey, and Willie covers that as well. Uh, Willie, yep. Willie, Willie and his son, actually, his son's on there too. If I, if I remember correctly, what's your favorite Kevin Costner movie? 
I think he's like one of the worst actors. Oh, man. edit that out. Edit that out. <laughs> he is so dry. Uh, Field oh, of Dreams, because I'm a baseball guy. Okay. But other than that, I don't even know. All right. Last one. Song from high school. Your favorite song from high school. Back in Black. It was my first concert. ACDC. How about that? Our, hey, Coach Hines from last week, who lives down in Coronado, California, he, he picked the ACDC song as well. So that's my first amazing. concert with my best friend when I was 16. Like, what a, what an experience in the parking lot and in the concert. I don't know how my parents let me go to that, but we did. <laughs> what a memory. All right. Well, cool, man. You survived the lightning round. You boys ready to, <laughs> to rank our favorite childhood movies? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm ready. All right, CG, you got it. All right. Number five. Well, guys, what we like to do is kind of uh, tee up our criteria. So we're talking top childhood movies. For me, I set the criteria of I had to be 10 or younger. And so I was born in 86. So this is anything from 96 and below. I also will have a caveat that I did not include holiday movies. So shout out to my boy, Macaulay Culkin, who will be on the pod one day. I'm sorry, you know, Home Alone 1 and 2. I love you. You would have been on there, but you're not on there because of my criteria criteria and that's about it so coming in at number five for me this movie was 1994 it was a a total clash of the jocks versus the nerds and it happened on the gridiron of the peewee football leagues with the mr ed o'neill versus a guy who's going to be pretty popular on my list tonight mr rick moranis and that movie is little giants uh, if anybody remembers that movie, I, I was playing football at the time as a kid and just remember kind of those kids lacing up and putting on the helmets. And it was one of the first movies, I think, with a girl playing football, Becky, the ice box. Um, all the ladies remember Devin Sawa, the teen heartthrob back in the day. Anyways, Little Giants for me, a movie I still have on VHS at my parents' house coming in at number five. Love it. Love the pick, Christian. Good pick. Good thing. All right, number five for me. So um, I, Christian and I have pretty much the same exact criteria. I try to stick to uh, movies 1990, uh, in the earlier than 1995, I'd say. So 10, 11 years old uh, or earlier. No holiday or Christmas movies. I tried to just stick to uh, movies outside of that. Uh, realm. So number five for me, I won't be shocked if y'all, if none of y'all know this movie. Um, this is 1993, a movie called Airborne had Jack Black and Seth Green in the movie. It was a basic, basically the premise was this kid, it comes from the coast and he has to move to Cincinnati, Ohio for a while. He's a surfer from California who gets thrown to Ohio. He, he starts skating. It's just a random movie. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but airborne number five, I watched it all. The I, time. I have, I remember that, man. That's, that's a good flick right there. Love it. Little skater boy. Yeah. I don't remember that. I've probably seen it, but I don't remember. It's got 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. So maybe in <laughs> hindsight, it wasn't great, but I, I watched it all the time. You were a kid. It's okay. Yeah. Solid Brant. Like Christian and Brant, uh, I avoided the holiday movies. I kind of set out from that 10 to 11 year range, born in 87. Um, I do have one movie on my list that's going to be before I was born, just kind of barely, but it had staying power. 
So number five for me, man, I think it's going to be a little bit off the radar. The 1994 production of Blank Check. Preston Waters gets run over by, you know, uh, a big shot neighbor on his bike, gives him a blank check. Preston goes ham. He's buying go-karts, houses, you know, jump houses. Man, I don't even remember what all he bought, but love that flick. Watched it so much as a kid. Colin, I love that flick so much. My wife and I watched it last year during quarantine. <laughs> I watched no it when lies, I first son. got when we when we bought or got Disney Plus. It was automatically on that, the watch that's it. list. Yep, it was on the watch list. So absolutely, good pick. All right, Adam, you're up. Yeah, you guys. Uh, so I'm born in '79. I'm a guest, so I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna do a little bit differently. I'm gonna kind of do my. Uh, I, I I have three. I'm I'm tied for fifth. So I have three. I have three picks in five because I just couldn't decide, but then I have a four, three, two, one. So the first pick for my fifth is 1993, the Sandlot. Yeah. I mean the Sandlot, right? Like forever, just, just classic. I, I got a little bit of a baseball theme tonight. My next tied for fifth is white Fang in 1991, Ethan Hawk goes to Alaska gold rush, gets his dad's claim. There's the, there's the wolf. It's just like the outdoors and it's gritty. And uh, that's my, that's my next one. And my, my last tied for third tied for fifth is Matthew Modine vision quest. And if you haven't seen vision quest and you haven't gotten chills and then you haven't watched it 99 more times, then you need to, because Vision Quest is just that movie that's going to get you pumped up to go run a marathon, Colin Thompson. Those are my tied for th- my three tied for fifth. Hey, the fact that you said the same yeah. lot has Colin eating out of your hand right now. So, yeah, I mean, if you want him to run a marathon, just tell him to do it and he'll do it. <laughs> tell him he can kiss uh, Wendy Peppercorn. What was that her name, Colin? Peppercorn. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get go it right. Ahead. I'm going to go ahead and give a teaser here, man. I mean, Everybody knows that listens to our podcast that I try to fit the Sandlot in anywhere I can, but I left it off tonight just for the simple fact that it's on every other list I have that's related to movies. Fair enough. That's respect. <laughs> All right. So coming in at number five for me, first, my criteria. So this isn't necessarily movies that I have watched a lot recently. These are movies that I distinctly remember watching a ton when I was a, a child. Okay. So very much like you guys, I was born in 82, so my criteria had to be 1993 or before that, okay? So nothing beyond 1993, and I found this extremely sad and disappointing. I shared my list with my wife right before we started recording, and she's not seen a single one of these movies, so we've got some date nights, I guess, ahead. She's just a lot younger than you, Kevin. Unfortunately. <laughs> I just can't believe she hadn't seen any of these. But here we go. Coming in at number five, we've got Who Framed Roger Rabbit, okay? 1988 PG movie. Hey, it grossed $330 million at the box office. The biggest star was Bob Hoskins. It's got Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future on there as well. A cartoon mixed with real actors in a real world. I mean, had a little bit of murder mystery in there. I don't remember the last time I watched it, but I watched it a ton. And I specifically remember going to the Bijou Theaters in Greenville to see it back in the day. So who framed Roger Rabbit coming in at number five? 
That's a good pick, Kevin. My first childhood crush was Jessica Rabbit. So I'll just go ahead and say that right there. Hey, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. Well, coming at number four, guys, I told you I was going to be heavy on the Rick Moranis tonight. So I'm going to hit him up one more time. 1989. My sister and I grew up on this movie. Again, another one where the VHS still lives in my parents' house. It is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And we might have talked about this on our very first episode when we talked uh, oatmeal cream pies and Little Debbie's. But I don't know if you remember this movie where they blew up the oatmeal cream pie and they were just going to town on it. And I just remember as a kid how awesome that was, how awesome the giant Legos sliding through the blades of grass into the mud. And I mean, that movie, man, uh, again, another one uh, my wife and I actually decided to watch last year during quarantine. So I relived my childhood thanks to covid uh you know it's just kind of crazy man what we went back to and kind of reverted to before we had our first kid we caught up on all those flicks so number four honey i shrunk the kids at from 1989 great movie hey don't forget about that ant too how about that ant eating that big old oat milk (laughs) oh absolutely man can't blame them all right coming in number four for me rocky loves emily Rocky loves Emily. Mm, yes. Rocky, Colt, and Tom Tom coming at you. I watched it all the time. I, I, I believe I had the actual VHS, probably wore it out. Three Ninjas, number four. No, no, no. That's Diarrhea Cup. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, Brantley. What movie did you just? I have no idea what you just said. Three Ninjas. Three ninjas. Never uh, heard of it. So it's Dude, so Victor it. Wong is their grandfather. He's like a, um, I don't know what Christian. What would you say? He's a, he's a ninja. He's a he's a yeah. He, he was a, a ninja who's really playing this grandfather yeah. figure, wax and on, the kids love him, figure. right? Yeah. And, and, <laughs> it's hard so to they, explain, but yeah, it's it is everything. Hard to Super weird, like- but they basically they spend the summer with their grandfather doing karate and all this stuff. Then they go back home, their house gets broken into, they have to pull out their mask and go to town on these guys. That's great. Classic great. early nineties movie. Yeah. 1990. Not the DVD actually. Solid pick Brent coming in at number four for me, man, it's going to be a 1986 flick. This is the one that was just before I was born, man. I felt like when I was home from school sick or whatever, the mornings were always prices right. And then this was next in the lineup. Bueller, Bueller, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I mean, such a classic. Some great scenes in that movie. The Ferrari scene, the twist and shout scene towards the end. Loved it. Man, I love it too. That was on my that was on my cut list, but what a great movie. Listen, I'm just glad that you actually did an an impression right there because every time Christian asks you to sing or do a, a different impression, you usually turn it down. So props. the Ben that was, Stein, that was great. That was an easy one for me. Euler. <laughs> Golly, what a great movie, man. All right. Number four for me, 1985. We got Marty McFly. We got Biff. We got Doc Back to the Future. I mean, two and three, I don't even know if I've ever seen them. I, I don't remember if I did. They were non memorable, but the first Back to the Future, what a classic. The DeLoreans, I mean, so many just lines in that movie. So, uh, number four for me is Back to the Future. Uh, the interesting fact about that movie number one in the box office when I was born. 
Oh, yeah. I like that fact. That's yeah. a nice little little tidbit there. Hey, where we're going, we don't need roads. How about the name Biff? I mean, what a what a, what a Biff. Classic, that's what I'm going to name my first classic son. Classic bully name Biff. Absolutely, yeah. that's yeah. so awesome. All right, here we go. Coming in at number four. I don't know about you boys, but I used to love playing with the He-Man and Skeletor action figures. 1987 rated PG only brought in 17 million at the box office. That didn't matter to me. We got Dolph Lundgren. We got Courtney Cox. We got lots of ugly creatures. We got masters of the universe coming in at number four. Y'all boys see that? I had every action figure in the castle. Big Skeletor guy. Before my time. Yeah, never heard of it. Oh my god. What? You gotta respect the classics. Hey, I'm pretty sure you can see that on the on demand showtime channel right now. I don't know if y'all have that. Masters of the Universe. I'm taking Adam's advice. I'm not watching anything else. <laughs> never heard of it. Never heard of it. If Kevin Costner's in it, we're not watching it. Is Kevin Costner in that one, Kevin? No, 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 he's not. That's oh. why it only goes hey. 17 million. <laughs> fun fact. Fun fact. Kevin Williams was named after Kevin Costner. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Talk to Debbie and Randy about that. <laughs> I mean, Kevin. Dances with Wolves. I, I, it was a good. He's just uh, he's just dry. Like, is he is he really an actor? Hey, listen, come on. Oh. Ten, ten cups. Hey, Colin just logged off. I'm trying, I'm trying to stay on mute, but I'm having a difficult time. I mean, it's uh, just like, come on, Kevin. Give me something. We no love for Bull Durham. We've got him scheduled on the pod for like episode 71. <laughs> I'll share I'll share those thoughts with him. <laughs> Number three. Well, coming at number three, guys, I'm going to stick with the late 80s. This movie is from 1989. And there is a word that I kind of use to describe the late 80s and the 90s. And that word is savage. And uh, that name is Fred Savage. If you haven't seen this movie, please go watch it. I don't know how this wasn't considered a horror movie, but I know my sister and I grew up watching this. Howie Mandel uh, plays Maurice X, who lives under the bed. Fred Savage is the main character. His brother, Ben Savage, Corey from Boy Meets World, gets kidnapped into this underground lair. The movie is Little Monsters. And I tell you what, man, like I have nightmares about it. And I bought it on DVD so my sister and I could watch it as 30-year-old adults. Um, And I love it. And I will definitely not show it to my daughter, but I will continue to consider it a cult classic until the end of days. Number three, Little Monsters. Has anyone seen it? Oh, yes. Yes. And thank you, you, Did you say it was rated PG? I think it is. It was rated PG, but should not have been. I don't know how. Should not have been. There are tons of 80s movies, 80s, early 90s movies that have... (laughs) PG rating, man. It was just a simpler time. I'm not really sure. I don't know how how my parents let me watch that at three years old. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot that Howie Mandel is is the monster. Still is. I have to check that one out. Do it. All right, number three for me, 1993. It's it's everybody's favorite Jamaican bobsled team, cool runnings. You had John Candy, all the Jamaican bob. You had, what, Sanka, Yule, junior so i watched it all the time growing up one of my favorites cool runnings number three 
A great flick, great soundtrack. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Yes. I will tell you, John Candy, talk about a legend, man. Rest in peace. Legend. Yeah, It'll probably be back if I had to guess. You know, just uh, that genre of movie, it just fits right in to, to this time period, too. This, those classic sports movies that love it, man. And wasn't that a true story? I mean, didn't they actually really go to the Olympics, too? <laughs> Pretty That's sure. A yeah. Good question. Yeah. I so. No. I, yeah, they did. I'm pretty sure. I think they did. Yeah. I don't know where they're training, but. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Number three for me. About to go on a little sports run here. 1993 man doesn't get any better than Henry Rowan Gardner in Wrigley, rookie of the year, baby. Let's go. Funky butt loving. I knew, I knew that was going. I yeah. knew it, man. That <laughs> was <laughs> no doubt about it. All right, number three for me, 1981, Harrison Ford, the very first Indiana Jones, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, just just classics, just adventure, the whip, the hat, just the romance, the history connectedness. So I'm just going with, uh, I'm going with Indiana Jones. We actually just watched Raiders of the Lost Ark last week with my kids starting to introduce some of those childhood movies to my eight and 10 year old. That's my number three pick. You'll appreciate this, Kevin. One of my very few memories of, of Disney world. The one time I've been is the Indiana Jones deal. They had there at one point. I don't know. If oh, it's the, hey, Yeah, they got it, man. The stunt yeah. spectacular. Yeah. Pretty good little show. Not too bad. Hey, well, Adam, I'm coming right on your heels, man. You mentioned Raiders of the Lost Ark, so I got the sequel in the third spot. I've got Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, a PG movie in 1984. Christian, we just talked about ratings. I, I read something that the ratings, whoever decides what the ratings are, I don't know what that organization is. Nielsen? Maybe. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. But um, they said that this was one of the strongest PG ratings they had ever given. And actually mm. in the UK, they had to edit the movie to, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they had to kind of edit out of the movie to get it to that PG rating. But anyways, man, Harrison Ford, you, Adam, you mentioned everything, just the adventure, the comedy, the romance, man, lots of booby traps, adventures. I don't know if y'all remember, have y'all seen Temple of Doom? Is that the one with the big boulder? Or? Yes. So yeah, he's got, he's got to steal back this like, rock this glowing rock but do y'all remember the scene where the dude like the chief like rips this guy's heart, heart out? out do you remember yes. that they're like <laughs> chanting something and it, i mean you got human sacrifice in a pg in a pg movie back in 1984 heck of a movie that it was, was a simpler it. time it was man great pick great pick number two well, coming in at number two for me, everybody listening can't see what I'm wearing right now. You thought this was coming in at number one. It's not. I am wearing a Charlie Conway captain's jersey from the Mighty Ducks squad. What I'm going to say to you is 92, the original Mighty Ducks, 94, D2, the Mighty Ducks. That to me, D2 is the best movie, the best soundtrack, everything about that. D3 and 96, I mean, it's it's kind of a trilogy, and they came out with a new spinoff, which I have watched, respect to the classics on Disney+. Plus. Um, I didn't really love the third one, so I kind of leave it at the Mighty Ducks, but D1 and D2 specifically, Gordon Bombay, Emilio Estevez, I don't think I appreciated 
how good of an actor he was probably because like my mom was like, Oh, St. Elmo's fire and uh, Emilio Estevez. And he's Charlie Sheen's brother. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, mom. I'm six, but turns out <laughs> Mr. Gordon Pompey, uh, just a classic. I mean, something about that movie. I never played ice hockey around here. I liked roller hockey. I like going to the ice skating rink, but that's not common, but to really get kids like pumped up and motivated and, teaching you about a team like for me uh this was very nostalgic getting this jersey at 35 years old and rocking it tonight so the mighty ducks quack 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 something about it man coming in at number two great pick it was on my short list for sure when when he drives the limousine onto the ice yeah. for the first time <laughs> he tells his driver go onto the ice they're like what are you talking about he's like go onto the ice <laughs> they're like limo and then i was like that was it right oh that yeah was it. that was, that was baller it, right there driving don't kids don't drive onto the ice but what he did was baller <laughs> yeah not unless you have a zamboni <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right coming in number two for me um i couldn't have a top five list without leaving off or with leaving off america's heartthrob jonathan taylor thomas you knew it was coming Walt Disney presents Man of the House, Chevy Chase, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, uh, Miss Fawcett herself as the girlfriend, mom. Uh, what a great movie. I wore it out. 1995. So I was 10. I, it was one of my favorite movies for a long while. Man of the House. Number great two. flick. I love that, man. JTT. So that had Farrah Fawcett in it? Some kind of Fawcett. How about that? Don't <laughs> Yeah, Farrah Fawcett Fawcett played Sandy Archer, Jonathan Taylor Thomas's mom. Her and Chevy Chase, huh? Yeah. What a couple. Chevy Chase picked her. Like, he is that guy in every movie, right? Like, he always picks the woman. You know, he goes to the store on Christmas vacation. He's like, can't even see the lines, can you, Russ? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, All right. Number two for me, man. It's been mentioned, but love some cool runnings. I mean, such a great movie. I think, think my favorite moment or favorite quote in the movie is when, when is it, I guess Darice maybe is uh, laying on the ice and they're in the bobsled and he's like, Saka, you dead man? <laughs> After they've crashed. Love that scene. Well, interesting fact here, and, and my sources could be wrong. They're not necessarily super credible, but Cool Runnings, $154 million worldwide at the box office from what I saw, which pretty much tripled up Rookie of the Year and Mighty Ducks both. I was a little surprised at that. Wow. Hey, I just think our listeners, you need to bookmark this episode as a favorite because we've gotten two Colin impressions. We've got uh, <laughs> Jamaican the, Colin. The Jamaican guy. Yes. We've got the Jamaican And Ben Colin. Stein. Yeah, that's right. Love it. All right, number two for me, 1985. I mean, what what a cast this was. Josh Brolin, Sean Austin, Corey Feldman. We have the, the character Data. We have the Fratellis. I mean, there are so many people that have just come out of the Goonies. I mean, like what kid wouldn't want to go and find buried treasure and just fight off bad people and then just chunk i mean there's so many just just goonies talk about an impersonation then the pirate ship just goes off into the distance that's my number two the goonies hey you guys baby baby 
Bonk. I mean, right? <laughs> Had to. Just full, insane. full transparency, insane. man. I didn't see that until I was probably 30, 31. Wow. Yeah. What a movie. What a movie. Listen. I think Kevin Costner played a backup role. He was an extra <laughs> on the beach in the last scene. So Dude. would that change your mind, Colin? <laughs> he was one-eyed. It Willie. would. He was he was the pirate that had died. He was one-eyed Willie. Yeah. <laughs> he plays that same character in, in many roles. Oh my gosh. All right, man. I love that pick. I think it's fantastic. All right, coming in at number two for me. I I feel 100% confident that nobody has seen this. So I have mentioned the Berea pick a flick quite often on the podcast. This probably makes, you know, time number four or five. There was a time before video game systems where I wasn't renting games, but I was going with mom and dad and I was renting videos. Okay. So I was on like this week rotation between the movie I'm about to tell you and WrestleMania three was, was WrestleMania three Hulk and Andre the giant. I think it was Hulk Hogan and Andre the giant Christian. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I believe sure. so. Don't, don't sure. fact check me there, but if anyways, anyone would know, it would be me anyways, rented WrestleMania. And then my number two movie, a movie called the Delta force, Chuck Norris, 1986. It was rated R. Okay. I, when I, when I rented this, there's no way I was going with my mom. It had to be my dad. There's, there's no doubt. Listen, today I pulled up, you could watch the entire movie on YouTube. I watched the first five movie, five minutes within the first five minutes. Keep in mind, I was born in 1982 now. Okay. Within the first five minutes, there's four cuss words. Again, there's no way my mom ever sat down and watched this movie with me. I had to be watching it with Randy Williams the whole time. But anyways, the Delta Force, classic movie. You got the plane. You got the bad guys hijacking a plane. And you got Chuck Norris leading the Delta Force coming in to save the day. There was a sequel made in 1990. I never saw it. But, man, number two, the Delta Force. Kevin, I've never heard of it. I know you've mentioned it before. When you first said it, I thought you were talking about the Larry the Cable Guy movie, The Delta, Delta Farce. <laughs> Is that uh, similar? I don't think so. Hey, but if you want some good old classic like synthesizer 80s music, oh, man, it's loaded all through it, th through the movie. Give it a go. I love synth. Number one. Well, listen, guys. A number one, this was hard to do. So many great movies in the mid 80s, early 90s for me. I slapped myself that Three Ninjas did not make my list because I watched that movie every weekend for like a year uh, back in the 90s. But guys, this movie at number one came in 1995. And I'm going to give you an impression and then I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay. Hey, campers, lunch has been canceled today due to a lack of hustle. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tony Perkis, Ben Stiller himself in the movie Heavyweights. Uh, one of the, the best movies, which again, if you have Disney Plus, go watch it tonight for, for old time's sake. The cast in it, uh, comedy legends like Paul Fagg, uh, Keenan Thompson and Goldberg. I don't know his real name, but the kids from the Mighty Ducks were both in that movie playing campers. Uh, you know, maybe I was a little chubby kid and so I could relate to that movie. Um, and so freaking loved it. Still love it today. Uh, ben Stiller is a comedy genius. 
Uh, I believe his dad actually uh, makes a cameo in that as well, Mr. Jerry Stiller. Uh, so coming at number one for me, 90-95, Heavyweights. I forgot Ben Stiller was in that movie. That's such a great play. Hey, here's so your little, here's your cool little fact about that. Pod, pod listener Dave Link, Dave from Berea on Twitter, is an extra in Heavyweights. Shut up. Yes, yes. That's pretty cool. That's amazing. Yeah, I gotta meet him. Does Jim Rome know that? <laughs> I don't I, know. I, he, I'm he sure some now. of the clones know about yeah, it. He, he does. <laughs> All right, love it, Christian. All right, number one for me. So I will give a little bit. I wanted to wait until we were done, or at least to number one, to give a little bit more criteria. Because I've uh, ranked Rookie of the Year and Sandlot before, I left those off, just standard. I left them off because I've ranked them before on other lists. So I'm going to stick with the baseball theme because I haven't ranked it yet. This movie, 1994, one of my favorite movies of all time, still stands up as a great movie. Let me just read off some of the characters. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Danny Glover, Matthew McConaughey, Christopher Lloyd, Tony Danza, Adrian Brody. I mean, just we're talking about A-list guys here. Angels in the outfield. Just just still, I watched it a couple years ago. Still holds up as a great baseball movie. Angels in the outfield, number one. Great flick. Great flick. Loved it. Again, I wasn't even thinking of that movie, and now I'm going to literally get off this podcast and watch it tonight. It's so good. <laughs> Love it, man. Love it. Good what to passed. have some memory of the California Angels. I believe yes. they were in the movie. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's it. All right, number one for me, man. The Quack Attack continues. Mighty Duck at number one. Clear cut. Just doesn't get any better than that. And here's how you know it was a great movie, man. Y'all, most of y'all know Adam. I've got a brother that's two and a half years younger, so we were pretty close growing up. We had to have hockey sticks and the puck that had the little the little balls on it, so it could roll on pavement for Christmas that next year. Uh, so we were out on Richmond Drive playing a little street hockey. Colin, did you do the knuckle puck every time? We absolutely tried. <laughs> we all did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you guys were the only hockey players to ever come through Berea. Glad, glad to have that fame. <laughs> they go to the pavilion every weekend, right? All right. Number one for me, 1984. I've probably watched this movie 250 times. My kids have seen it. There are just so many memorable moments from wax on, wax off. I mean, you know, focus, balance, power. Mr. Miyagi, you got, you got Ralph Macchio, you know, it's, it's the karate kid two and three. I don't even know. I think they actually spun it into a TV show after that, but how, I mean, you know, go into the dojo and you see the jerk guys that are learning karate and they fight them in the street. And Mr. Miyagi jumps the fence out of nowhere and just kicks some serious butt. And in the last scene with Rebecca shoes, like knee high socks she's got pulled up looking all preppy and he's like that's his girlfriend and he he beats the guy and everyone's like you 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 deserved it you deserved it you know he's like crying and ralph like wins the wins the tournament as he calls it because he's from new jersey and he moved out to california the tournament karate kid number one sweep the leg love it sweet great sensei no sensei do it 
Yeah. Man, so everybody at Cobra Kai, just <laughs> Cobra classic Kai. Ha- hateable characters, right? Johnny and Danny and just their laughs. I mean, everything. Now, about. isn't there a new show called Cobra Kai? Yeah, I think so. I haven't um, watched there it. is. I haven't watched um, it. I've heard people that love the Karate Kid, the original, actually are fans of it. So, Adam, I know you're not going to get Netflix to watch it, but if there was ever a reason to tempt you, that might be it. Hey, I'm just glad that, you know, I'm one of six people on planet Earth that doesn't have Netflix, and we're joined by a second of the six <laughs> six people on planet but Earth. Kevin, you have Hulu, so shut up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> This is impressive. <laughs> All right. Coming in at number one for me, it's been mentioned. Adam, you just said it. Not the Karate Kid, but your number two pick, The Goonies, 1985, $124 million at the box office. I mean, just classic 80s character names. Mikey, Chunk, Mouth, Data, Sloth. Adam, you hit on the entire cast. Absolutely hilarious movie, adventure. I mean, what kid didn't want to be part of the Goonies back in the day? Love it. I haven't seen it in a while, but I'm looking forward to uh, checking that out here in the near future. I had heard that there was going to be a remake of the Goonies, however, and it was going to come like to, or a series remake, but uh, I did do some reading and they are not following through with that. But apparently there was some movie called Finding Ohana, on Netflix, that was a remake of the Goonies. Anybody ever seen that or heard of that? Exactly. I have not, yeah. but Kevin, you're going to laugh because Colin and I are in the same boat. So the only reason Goonies did not make my list is because I didn't see it until I was older than like 30. And the same thing with Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, how I missed childhood and didn't see that until I was 30 plus, like those two movies would have been like one and two, but I couldn't do it because I wasn't true to, to myself. So you've got an impressive list of old school movies <laughs> that you've recently watched that I really have either. Yeah. Like it's really sad or my childhood is warped. Well, needless to say, man, lots of good memories and lots of good watching here. If you want to go check something out, let's just do a real, real quick rehash here. Christian coming at number five, you had little giants, number four, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Number three, Little Monsters. Number two, The Mighty Ducks, D1 and D2 specifically. And number one, Heavyweights. Brent, you had at number five, Airborne. Number four, Three Ninjas. Number three, Cool Runnings. Number two, Man of the House. And number one, Angels in the Outfield. Colin, coming at number five, you had Blank Check. Number four, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Number three, Rookie of the Year. Number two, Cool Runnings. And number one, Mighty Ducks. And Adam, you had three picks coming in at number five. You had 5C, The Sandlot, 5B, White Fang, and 5A, Vision Quest. Number four, you had Back to the Future. Number three, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Number two, The Goonies. And number one, Karate Kid. And number five for me was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Number four, Masters of the Universe. Number three, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Number two, The Delta Force. And number one, The Goonies. Adam. Thank you so much for joining us. We really, really appreciate you coming on the pod. Tell everybody where they can find you, man, on social media, what you got out there. Uh, Tell them about your podcast, man. It's good stuff. Yeah, I am uh, Mr. Adam Welcome. I'm kind of all the socials. Twitter's my main one, but I'm also on the Facebook and Instagram, mradamwelcome.com. I've written some books. If you're interested, just go to Amazon, type my name in. Uh, I just want to say thank you to all of you all for uh, coming up with a cool project. 
over the COVID and, uh, you know, uh, ranking things. It's been fun to go back to my childhood. And uh, I'm going to, Colin, I'm going to go watch three Kevin Costner movies within the next 30 days with my wife. I'm not saying I'm going to like them. I'm going to look at it from a different perspective now that I've been on the Power 5 podcast to see if I can see things in a different way because we can all learn and grow no matter how old you are. Gentlemen, again, thank you. Old Durham for love of the game. Got to be two of the three. All right. Thanks for the reco. Thank you for the reco. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you, Adam. It's short and bad. Yeah, thanks, Adam. All right, man. Take it easy. All right, to all our listeners out there, thanks so much for joining us. We've got episode 25 coming in next week. Hey, no big deal. We just got a Super Bowl champion coming as a guest on the pod, so you need to stay tuned to find out who that is, but we're looking forward to it, and we're going to be ranking road trip snacks. So I'm sure Colin's going to have something strange in there. Not sure, but thanks so much for listening, and uh, we can't wait to do it again. Say goodnight, Kevin. <laughs>